Hello, everyone. This is Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk and to this edition of 530 here on Mind Talk. 530 is a series that we have been offering you with Jim Brown, who is a 25 year member of the Mind Talk team, which is 25 years old this year. And Jim has been talking about his diagnosis of mixed dementia. This is a diagnosis he received some time ago. And more specifically, the diagnosis is Alzheimer's with vascular involvement. Jim, welcome to this side of the mic. Thank you. It's great to be here. Jim, let's talk about some of the changes that you may or may not be noticing in yourself. I think some I'm noticing and some you notice as well, but others perhaps you're not quite so aware of. I'd like to start with a conversation you and I had the other day when you told me about your experience of trying to figure out which top, which cover to put on a dish. Do you recall that conversation? Yes, I do. And can you tell our listeners a little bit from your recollection of what that conversation was about, what you were describing to me? It was a situation where I had uh, decided to heat up some food and decided to use a certain dish that needed a top. And the top that I was going to put on it didn't fit well. And I'd say, hey, I need to put a different top on this. I need to do it a different way. And uh, But uh, I was having difficulty deciding which top to use because the top that I was going to use uh, I felt w ha wasn't tight enough and it would have caused uh, the, 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 what was heating up in the pot to maybe splatter or, or, or not necessarily get heated up well. So I was trying to make a decision of which one of the tops was fit firmly on the, on the dish so it would, uh, the, 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 the food inside would heat up well. And uh, that caused me some concerns because I was not really cognizant of the fact that the top that was appropriate for that particular uh, situation was right in front of me and uh, it was hard to make the decision without experimenting. So in years past, um, some of our listeners may know, uh, many not, that you actually enjoy cooking a great deal. So in years past, a decision like that would have been an immediate, almost without thought, would have been an, almost an automatic decision for you. But this time, you had to stop and think about it and make a determination. Clearly, you were aware of it after it happened because you talked to me about it. As we talk about it now, what what are your feelings and what are your thoughts about that moment that became a difficult one for you? It, it was a moment of uh, indecision. Uh, it was it w wasn't something that just happened with that particular situation, but it's something that happened in other in other situations as well. Uh, cooking is a hobby for me. Jim, I'm I'm not hearing you well. Cooking is a hobby for me. Uh huh. And I love it. And that particular time was one that caused 
be concerned because I wasn't really cognizant of 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 how to make that solution make that decision to solve that particular problem. And and I've seen things like that with you before where something that would ordinarily in, in, in years past have been almost an automatic you have to sometimes stop and think about um, where to go, uh, what to eat, um, what to do. Those kinds of decisions now, these days, seem to be a little more challenging for you, require a bit more thought. I've noticed that, too, about myself. So what do you do with that realization? Because that's not the gym you knew. No, it's not. I'm concerned that it takes a little more time to make certain decisions. I'm concerned about it. Yeah. And what do you do with that concern? What are the thoughts or feelings that may be connected to that concern? Are are you aware of them as we speak? Yes. I'm very much aware of them, and I do very much to try and keep uh, everything I do in front of me so that I can stay present with what I'm doing. So and I'm not quite sure away, what that means. When, when it slips away, I, I get uh, concerned. Uh, I want to know what, what's going on. And I understand that it may be the condition that I'm in, but I still don't relish the fact that, uh, that it happens. Well, I don't think anybody would. Um, you know, the idea that we change over time and sometimes not with our permission is something that most of us don't look forward to and don't particularly enjoy. In in your case, there's a diagnosis behind some of the things that you're experiencing, which I would think makes it that much more difficult. Okay, I, I can accept that. How are we doing on time? Do we need to take a break? We've got a minute and a half before oh. we have to take a break. Okay, so let, let me ask you about other times that you may have found yourself having a challenge with making what would ordinarily be a relatively simple automatic decision. Can you think of any other times? I can't think of a particular time right now. Okay. I just know that there are times uh, when... when uh, uh, decisions need to be made quickly, and that they don't come quickly. I, I, I don't make the decisions that, that quick enough for me, which means that something is going on. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. So it sounds like you get frustrated with yourself. I do. And what do you do with that frustration? Uh, I don't know what to do with it. I mm -hmm. just know that it happens, and I know that it, when it happens, that it causes... Uh, me concerned, I don't know how it affects other people because I don't know what they see or what they hear. I just know that I have um, have uh, specific feelings of uh, of uh, sometimes I can call it fear, but it's not really fear. It's concern. I get really concerned about whether I'm coming across or not. 
And, you know, sometimes it's likely to be fear. Sometimes it's perhaps a little less than that. Um, that makes you human. We are talking about a difficult diagnosis and what is likely to become an increasingly difficult experience. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will continue our conversation. Folks, m my name is Pamela Brewer, and you're listening to A Conversation with Jim Brown. We'll be right back. Jim, I'm, I'm wondering, we have been talking about this diagnosis that you received a little bit ago, and I'm wondering, even as we're talking about it now, what this is like for you, talking to an audience of people you don't know most of them, uh, and you're talking about something that's very deep and very personal for you. What's that like? I don't worry too much about the audience that I can't see, I can't hear. I, I think primarily about what am I saying to you and to, um, and, I, and I can visualize who I'm talking to as you and people who may be not sitting right in front of me, but people who are, in fact, the audience. Uh, I, I don't think about them and terms of people who are kind of uh, uh, far away from me, but I want people to hear me, and I'm hoping that they're right there listening as they would be if I was sitting in the same room with them. Um, so what I'm wondering is what this is like for you. As, as you and I talk about this, what are the feelings that come up for you during these conversations, are you aware? I'm aware that I'm talking to, that I'm spilling my guts to people. I'm aware that I'm talking my truth to people. Uh, and I want to be honest about that. Uh, but I'm not afraid to speak or to say what I'm saying. I'm just kind of... Uh, uh, uncertain as to whether they hear me or not, that comes back. But I want to make sure that uh, as as much or, or as absolute as I can be or as honest as I can be to you at this in this conversation is is the same as me being honest to to the audience and to the radio people who are listening. I want to make sure that they understand that what you're hearing is Jim Brown and not uh, something else. You talk to friends and family, many of whom know what your diagnosis has been, but many don't. Do you ever bring it up in a conversation? No, I don't. Uh, what I do concentrate on is the conversation that I'm having with them. Uh, 
and I'm having more of a I, I have more of a frank conversation with you right now uh, than I would to anybody else, uh, and, and I like to keep it that way so that the conversation between me and someone on the telephone is uh, as honest and and succinct and uh, uh, authentic as it can be. Uh, I want this to be that kind of conversation. As if uh, we are talking on the phone, uh, talking uh, directly to each other like we're talking now. That's what I want, and I want people to listen in on that. And I don't try to think about the audience in that sense to answer you. This is to answer your first question. I, I don't try to think about that in that way. I think about what's going on between you and I right now. This conversation is a conversation I want people to listen in on, and I want people to understand that I am uh, present now, uh, and I hope I'll stay that way forever. But it's, 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 it's that kind of feeling that I have uh, in talking that I want to make sure that it stays there. When you have conversations with friends and family who are not aware of your diagnosis, are you aware of making a conscious decision not to share it with them, or does it not cross your mind? It doesn't cross my mind. Okay. Uh, I'm very uh, open with the family, open with talking with people. Uh, those that are aware of my condition uh, don't really express it. They don't really say anything about it. Uh, some of my friends who are aware will express, will say something about how you're doing and what's going on with you and that kind of thing. But my family stays pretty straight with me and knows pretty much uh, that I have nothing but love and concern for them. And they hold me to that. And that's what, I, that's what I do for them. What would you like to have done for you? For people to keep talking, uh, to be honest and to be inquisitive and ask me questions about me and about uh, their concern for me, and I'll do the same with them. You know, a lot of times we know that people, you know, when you ask how's someone doing or how are you feeling, a lot of times it's kind of a knee-jerk question that nobody really wants or cares to have the answer to. Um, do you find that you have that experience ever in terms of how you respond? I, I don't know if the question makes sense. I'm trying to make sense out of it, and I think I can do that by just responding this way. Okay. Uh, when I when I respond to people and say how and ask them how they're doing, I expect them to tell me what's going on in their lives, uh, what's happening to them. And when people ask me how I'm doing, I I try to do the same thing. Uh, it, it it's not just that I'm doing okay and and uh, it's raining today or it's not raining today or whatever. 
but what's really going on in your life? Uh, that's what I want to know. And in in terms people, of people, people have a tendency to tell me that. Okay, go ahead. In terms of people asking you how you're doing, many times my sense is that you tell them everything's great, I'm doing fine, and maybe it's not a great day, and maybe you're not doing fine, but you say that you are. It may be, it, it, it may be that, but most of the time, uh, however the difficulties are outside of me and outside of, of, of my home and, and so forth, I still give people the feeling that I have in terms of when I, when I say I'm doing okay, it means I'm in spite of what's going on around me, I'm dealing with it okay with me. Does that make sense? Yes. In other words, I'm okay. Uh, the world is all screwed up, but I may be doing okay. Uh, I may not like what's happening politically, but I'm okay. Uh, it may be cold outside, but my heart is warm right now, and I feel great. Uh, it may be snowing outside, but I'm doing okay. Uh, so I may have this diagnosis that nobody wants, but I'm managing. I'm doing okay. Yeah. And and in fact, the diagnosis or the condition that I'm in uh, hasn't affected my spirits in a way to make me not want to to be here today. Uh, has not affected me to the point of making me. Uh, not be happy and blessed that I woke up this morning and, and not being uh, blessed that I'm able to just sit here and talk today. It's not, it's not that kind of a thing with me. It's, it's just that uh, today is a day, today is another day that I'm blessed to be here. And I'm happy for that. Uh, Are there other changes that you have noticed about yourself emotionally socially any changes you've noticed other than what we've talked about so far yeah i get lonely at times because i don't have the opportunity to talk to uh as many friends and people that i want to i can pick up the phone and talk to people but i don't have the interact the chance to interact with as many people as i used to uh because i physically i don't see them and uh, being able to physically see them and meet them every week and talk to them and shake their hands and just look in their face and their eyes and hear them speak back to me is something I miss because uh, I don't have that kind of, of a human interaction with people uh, as often as I would like. You have talked in the past about a men's group that you're a part of. How does that happen? You you don't see them in person. You don't see them in person. You speak to them by phone or you speak to them by by internet. It's not the same as the human interaction uh, and seeing people shaking their hands and interacting with them. And, and uh, 
the presence and so forth. I mean, this technology has made it possible for us to talk to everyone across the country for anywhere in the world that we need to talk to. And you can see them, see them face to face and whatever. But the, it, doesn't re, it doesn't replace the, the value or the, the, the benefit of, of that human interaction. It doesn't do that for me. And I, I'm, I, I relish that. And I look forward to that. And I miss that sometimes. Any ideas as to what you can do to increase the interactions that you've just described? Yeah, I need to uh, to uh, uh, begin to 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 move out and get more active with with other groups with people. Okay, that's a good beginning. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Mind Talk. Stay where you are. I'm wondering, as we begin to wrap up our conversation for today, I'm wondering if you can tell tell us more about how others can be helpful to you. If there's anything that people around you can do differently, more of, less of. I. It's hard for me to say. Uh, what my needs are in terms of I, I just I have to figure out ways to to communicate with people more you know I have to get out more I have to be more active I got to start doing some of the things I like to do to uh, to be very involved with people uh, that's what I have to do okay uh, it's uh, uh, it's difficult to have uh, conversation with people that you don't know, uh, or with people that you don't see, uh, like getting out to go to church or, or getting out to to uh, to meetings and so forth, and, and interacting with people on a regular basis is something that I need to do. Uh, it's good for my health. It's good for my my spirit. It's, it's good for me. I, I mean, that's that's my life. That's what I usually do. I usually uh, involve myself with people, uh, whether it's working in the community, whether it's working in church, whether it's working at school, uh, in classes or whatever. But I always have surrounded myself with people, and it has helped my my personal life a lot. One of the things that we will 
talk, we, we will continue to talk about are the changes uh, that you notice in yourself. And I will continue to share the changes that I notice that you may not be aware of. But I, I'm curious in the couple of minutes that we have left, when I share with you a change that I have seen that you are unaware of, how does that strike you? Uh, it's interesting that, that, that you spot it. Uh, I, because I don't see it, I don't always receive it that well. When I say receive it, I mean I don't necessarily uh, agree with it. Uh, I don't know if it's my my own um, uh, denial or whatever, but I know that it bothers me because I don't I'm not aware of uh, some of the changes that you you point out. It makes sense that it would be hard to hear. I mean, for example, your your grasp on what the day is or lengths of time that have passed or not, that really seems to be challenging for you uh, these days. Did something happen yesterday or a week ago or a month ago? Sometimes those are real hard for you to, to navigate. And, and it does seem like that's frustrating uh, if I point that out to you, well, yes and no. I have uh, I have a great deal of uh, of uh, concern for knowing exactly what's what, uh, for knowing where I am and to stay present. And uh, I don't get terribly upset when I realize that I thought it was. Uh, nine o'clock and all of a sudden I realize it's two o'clock. Uh, I don't get terribly upset with that, but I do, I am concerned that yes, uh, I lost track of time. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, I thought it was was uh, Sunday and it's really Saturday or it's really Monday. Uh, because it's something I want to do on Monday uh, that is now a day away or two days behind or whatever. But I remember things that way. I remember events and times that way, and I get very um, concerned when I'm off my personal human calendar, calendar that far, that much. I get concerned about that. Jim, I know that our time is up today, but I also know that we will continue to have these conversations. I once again have to express my appreciation uh, and, and honor your willingness to share a very personal story in a very public way. I hear from people 
how helpful it is for them to hear from you. So on their behalf and my own, I thank you for that. And folks, I thank you for joining us today on this edition of Mind Talk. Mind Talk is brought to you as an educational public service, and it is not intended to replace any work that you may choose to do with the professional of your choice. If you would like to email me, I'd love to hear from you, Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at mindtalk.org. That's M Y. N-D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. The programs that you hear are also available on demand at MindTalk apps, the uh, iOS app as well as the Android app. And you can access any MindTalk conversation on demand by going to MindTalk.org. Again, that's M-Y-N-D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. And remember always, if it's unacceptable... It's unacceptable. You take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.